Good morning. Good morning. Man, I am excited to be here this morning, excited to be able to uh, give the message this morning. If you are new here, we just want to welcome you. Uh, glad you're here. Uh, you're going to have to come back next week, though, because I'm not actually the real pastor. I'm just the youth pastor, so uh, make sure you come back next week. Um, I really, really want you guys to pay attention this morning, uh, to really hear what I've got to say. So most of you guys are, are looking up here at me right now, and you're seeing this thing on my arm. And I guarantee you, like, going through the whole service, you're going to be like, what is he, what did he do? What did, what's going on there? And so just to get that out of the way, that way you guys know, my wife beats me. So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got a bicycle accident, but there's times where I think that she would like to. <laughs> so, uh, but that's kind of what we're going to be talking about this morning is the potential to do something, right? We all have that potential inside of us, the capacity, the uh, ability to, to do something. And, uh, you know, it kind of depends on a lot of different things, right? It depends on how we were raised, um, the people that we surround ourselves with, our, our drive, our, our, our motivation, what our parents do for us, all of these different types of things. But then again, it doesn't depend on just that. Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's just, you, you just have... Um, good potential. You have a natural-born talent for something. Uh, we make our own choices. We can uh, change and break the mold, so to speak, on, on how we want to live our lives and, and the things that we want to do. And, and so it, it doesn't have to just be about um, depending on something else. Uh, we we want to use the word for all sorts of things. We talk about up-and-coming athletes. We talk about musical talents. We talk about... Um, leaders and, and our careers, what the potential is for what this career could be like for, for my future. We, we talk about kids, especially kids, right? Like we see these kids and, the, and they've got so much potential. We look at, I was at Jude's coffee shop this week, just kind of writing my sermon. Uh, Kylie paid me to say that. <laughs> but no, no, I'm kidding again. But no, I saw these two little boys and they were running around and, and, and they, they were just, they were having a good time and they were driving trucks around. And it was just, it got me thinking as I was writing this sermon on potential, the potential that these kids have. And, and I see it every week, you know, we, we come in and on Wednesday nights, we, I see all of our kids and I see um, the, the teens and, 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 you know, as a youth pastor, I see their potential for what they can be like and, and the impact that they can have in, in other people's lives. And it's just amazing. You know, each and every one of our kids, you know, we just want the best for them, right? We want them to, to, know, um, to know God, to know that there's a God that loves us, that cares for us. That, that they have a purpose in this life because, because we love them, right? And so we, we have this idea that, that uh, a potential is, is based off of certain things. And sometimes we can't recognize our potential. We can't recognize our potential because um, uh, it, it's harder to recognize potential in somebody that's older, somebody that's more mature, let me say that, somebody that uh, has experienced life and went through life. It's harder to make that change in things, right? Well, we, we do notice the potential um, in somebody else. We notice the potential in somebody else versus ourselves. And why is that? You know, why is it easier to see the potential in somebody else versus ourselves? Because we are all the same. And why do we limit our abilities and, and, our, and our possibilities and what our life could be like instead of the opportunities to be who God created us to be. 
And so this morning, if you'll turn with me, it's, it's just a couple of pages. We're going to look right at the beginning of the, the book or the, the Bible in Genesis chapter 1. Uh, we're going to start in the 26th verse and we're going to read to 31. And so this morning, you know, today, what I want to be able to do, what, what I think God wants us to recognize is our own potential who we can be in him, what he has planned for us, the desire that he has for us to know him and, and, to, and to be like him. So uh, we, to do that, we need to understand where our potential comes from. So let's begin reading. Verse 26 in chapter 1 of Genesis. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of um, of all the earth and of every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the earth um, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Bow with me this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just are so thankful to be here this morning, to be able to study your word, to be able to um, look back on the very beginning of all things, how you um, created the world and everything in it, but, but not only that, that you created us, that, that we are valuable to you, that we are worth um, so much. And I just hope that each and every one of us sees that this morning, that we recognize our own potential, that, that uh, we don't let things hold us back, but that we focus on you and, and allow you to uh, do the work that, that you have provided us. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So, kind of talking about this potential and recognizing it, the first thing that I think that we have to do um, as people to recognize our potential is know where it comes from. We have to understand um, where, where we stand, how it all happened, and we have to go to the very beginning of the Bible. And so we see here that, that God, before this had happened, he created everything in the world. He had created the heavens, the stars, the moon, the sun, every bird, every plant, every, everything, the land and, and the sea and, and all of these things in here. And then he saved the best for last, right? I, I, I can just almost see it. Like the fifth day, all the angels are around God and they're like, man, God, this is amazing, this is beautiful, what, what, what you have created and all these things. And he's like, you just wait till tomorrow. I've got something big for you guys. Like, this is gonna be amazing. And so he, he created man in his own image. And not only did he create man in his own image, but he, he also allowed him to have dominion over all of the earth, over everything that creeps and over all of the fish of the sea and all of these things. And then he blessed them. And then... In verse 31, it says, God saw everything that he had made, and it was good. That sounds like a lot of potential right there, right? A lot. Everything is, is good. Everything is going well. And we want to base our potential on what we decide 
what we think, what, what we have done, what we are doing, not what God has created us to be. We didn't form ourselves. We didn't breathe the breath of life into our lungs. We didn't do anything to deserve it. But God created us and he made us good. And I think sometimes that, that we want to wrap ourselves up into these things that um, don't necessarily meet up to that. That we, wanna, that we don't focus on that we are created to be God's children. That, that we have the love and the capacity to love and, and to be relational with other people and to um, lift each other up and, and, and to do all of these things and to be stewards over God's creation. To, 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 be, to have dominion over this earth. And we didn't obtain this. We didn't, we didn't gain it. We didn't ask for it. We, we couldn't do anything about it because God created us. We inherited it. And so the first step in recognizing our potential, if you're taking notes, is knowing that our potential is bigger than what we decide because we were created. You know, it's kind of like looking at a sunset and you, and you look at it and you think, my goodness, this is the most beautiful sunset that I could have ever imagined. Like, I, I couldn't even begin to paint a picture that looks as beautiful as what this is. And that's because you didn't create it. You don't know what the potential is to have it, be, or what that sunset has, because you didn't create it. The same thing goes for your life. You don't know what God has planned for you, so why are you trying to set limits on yourselves and, and say that this, my potential, is this, and when it's really way up here? We want to limit ourselves from things. We need to know that, that our potential lies with God. Amen. That it's not through us, what we decide, how we feel, the way that we see things. It's through God's eyes. And so... You, we, we look at this and, and we, we didn't create it. We didn't make it up to be our own. But God has a plan for us. And so uh, if, if, if we didn't create it, the question begins to, to, to recognize our potential is whether or not we can lose it. Could, can, we, um, can we just not have potential anymore? Because a lot of times the world says, you don't have anything. You, you've, ah, this guy over here, he, he's, got, got much very, he's not got much going for him right? They, they point out our mistakes and our things that, that's holding us back. And, and you want to know like why it's easier to see others' potential rather than our own? Because if there's one thing that we're good at, other than seeing the potential in others, it's seeing the mistakes. It's seeing the failures and the, and the things that are, are um, not good versus the things that are good. It's concentrating on the kind of the negative things in life. Um, a teacher, there, there's, a, there's a story about a teacher that a, um, started out and, and she wrote 10 math questions on a board, okay? And she wrote these 10 math questions out and they progressively got harder each question that there was. And whenever she started writing them out, she, she started answering the questions, going through them. All the uh, students were there and everything. And uh, she got the first one wrong. Well, then she answered the second one, got it right, and answered the third one and got it right. And it got every other one of them right besides that first one. And so all of the, the kids were kind of laughing at her because the first equation which was wrong. And then the teacher said the following to her students. She said, I wrote that first one wrong on purpose because I wanted you to learn something important. This was for you to know how the world out there will treat you. 
You can see that I wrote right nine times, but none of you congratulated me for it. You all laughed and criticized me because of the one wrong thing I did. So this is the lesson. The world will never appreciate the good you do a million times, but will criticize the one wrong thing you do. And if there is anyone out there that is you're going to be your worst critic, it's going to be yourself, right? You're, you're going to tell yourself time and time again, people are going to see the potential that, are, that is in you, and you're going to be like, no, that's not me. No, I can't do that. No, I don't think so. No. You know, it just keeps going on and on and on because we want to shut ourselves out. We want to say that, that uh, we, we want to focus on the negatives in life. We want to look at the bad things that has happened to us in our lives, our past. And well, I didn't go to the right college, so I'll never get the right job. And I, I'm not going to, if I don't have the right job, then I'm never going to get married to the right person. And then we go back and we start thinking about these other things that's already happened to us. And then that's just a whole nother can of worms. Oh, I don't have the right job. Oh, I didn't get into the right school. I'm not married to the right person. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm too old to change. I can't do anything now with my life. I'm too old. What's people going to say about me? What are they going to do whenever they see me trying to change my life and do something different with it? The, all of these things just keep bombarding us and, and keep bringing us down. And so in chapter 3, we see the, the potential of man Everything that God had created that was good and that was just perfect and there was no death, there, everything was great. We see all of that potential with one decision, just go away. We, we see Adam and Eve, they eat of the fruit and, and all that potential that God had given them to be good and righteous, to, to dwell with God, to walk with him, to, to be in this garden that was just absolutely beautiful that we can't even imagine what it looked like all over one bad thing because they were concentrating on one bad thing instead of all of the good things that God had brought into their life. Are we doing that? Are we good at doing that? I know I am. Like, I'll just be honest with you. I'm good at, at, at picking out the negatives in my life and focusing on them. Like, you know, it's that, that uh, toe syndrome whenever you stub your toe and, and that's all you can focus on right in the moment. Like, you can't think about everything else good going on in your life because you're focused on that pain that's hurting your one toe, but everything else in your life is going good. The, whole, the rest of your body, is, it feels good. And, and a lot of times we concentrate on those things that, that are, are bad for us. You know, um, we are, and, and just imagine this for a second. You know, the first time that, uh, that, that something bad happens, we, we think that it's just over with. That, that we concentrate on, on the bad things that, that hold us back from our potential than, than embracing those things and, and learning from them and saying, okay, I'm going to be better than what I was before. That, that even though this has happened to me, I know that that's not the end. And, and, it's, and it's things like these that, that just make it hard to go through life, you know? Like, it just seems like a chain after chain after chain just getting thrown on our backs as we're going through life all of our mistakes and our failures and everybody telling us, you, you're, you're never going to be good enough. You're never going to deserve this. You're never going to have this. And it gets kind of depressing, right? Like we are, we are of so much more value than that. We are worth so much more than that. There's so much more to you than, than your failures and your mistakes. It's, it's, imagine reading this for the first time like what we just read through and reading, even going into chapter three 
You know, the fall of man, God creates earth and everything in it. Then he creates man. Man, uh, you know, eats of the fruit. God curses them with uh, pain and childbirth. And, and man has to work on the deal. And, and it's like you got it all figured out, right? What's the point in reading the rest of it? Oh, I've worked a crappy job and I, I got a, my wife is grumpy all the time. Like you just got it figured out, right? Like, this makes sense. Like, okay, I understand why I'm reading this now. The end, I don't have to read anymore. I, everything's right there to tell me what my life is like. But guess what? Those are the first two pages in the Bible. We've got 64 and 24 25ths left of the Bible, books of the Bible, that tell us about God's value to us that tells us about how much he cares for us and how he does everything possible despite what we did wrong to bring us back into a relationship with him. That whole thing right there, or 65, excuse me, 65 and 24, 25. And it's just amazing to, to see this. And so um, that, that's, that's kind of what our, our third point, the second one is, is, is if we can lose, the, um, can lose our potential, and we can't, but we can neglect it. We can turn away from it. We can say that, I'm not that I'm, that's not me. I, I don't deserve this or I can't do this. We can neglect it, but we can't lose it because it wasn't ours to lose. God was the one that gave it to us. And so to, to see why we can't lose it and why God values us so much and why 65 books, other books of the Bible just tell us about how much we are valuable to him, that's something else that we need to do to recognize our potential is realize our value to who God says that we are. And so um, how much he loves us and cares for us, that, that whenever we were um, created, that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. Isn't that amazing to, to think about? That, that Genesis 1, like right there in the scripture that we said, that we were created in the likeness and the image of God. There is nothing else out there in this world that is like us. We are so important to God that we were made in his own image. And, and it tells us that, that we were knitted together, that we were formed in that womb and that we were knitted together. Like, I don't know if you guys really think about like the process of knitting, but that, that takes some time. That takes some effort. There's passion in there, so to speak. You know, like, I, I don't know if I, like, I would ever get into knitting, but but like, it's, it's impressive, right? Like you see these big things that, that people make just by taking two sticks together and, and putting them together. And I'll tell you right now, if there's anybody that can, can do that and, and take two sticks together and eat with them or knit or start a fire, like they're pretty impressive, right? Like that's some, some impressive stuff. But guess what? You were created in the image of God because you have the creativity, the uniqueness to do these types of things. It wasn't just because, ah, oh, we, we just decided to put this together. No, God instilled that into you. He gave you that, that creativity, like I said, that uniqueness to be able to do certain things, certain talents and, and abilities that, that no other thing in this earth could, could ever be like that, could ever do the things that we do. And so if that doesn't attest to um, the value that God has for us, then maybe, maybe some of these scriptures throughout, throughout the Bible will. You know, in Jeremiah 1, it talks about how he knew us before we were born. 
In Luke chapter 12, he, he talks about how he knows the, the number of hairs on our head. He talks about how, um, how two or five sparrows are worth two pennies and how, how much more so are we worth uh, to, to, to the Son of God and, and, and to God. It, it talks about all of these things, how much more value that we are worth. That, that in Romans 8.38, everybody flip to Romans 8.38 for a second. I want you guys to read this for yourself and just see it with your eyes. So if you've got a Bible this morning, turn to Romans 8.38. This is some good stuff right here. It says in Romans 8.38, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Like, doesn't that just make you feel good inside? Like, doesn't that just make you <laughs> see the potential that God, has, that God has for us? The purpose, the, the desire, the want, the drive. Like we, we, we talked about it in Sunday school this morning and, and, and how much we, we care about our kids and the potential that we see in our kids and we just want them to do good and, and want them to see them succeed in life. And that's exactly what God wants from us. He just wants to see us succeed. He wants to know that, he wants us to know that there is nothing that you can do that's gonna separate me from you. That I care about you so much that I love you. You're important to me. And so what do we do with that kind of knowledge? Once we recognize our potential, once we see that we know that, that we, it didn't come from us, that that potential was, was created in us, that uh, we can't lose it, we might be able to neglect it, kind of push it out of our minds and, and say that, oh, we don't, we don't really care, we don't... Um, have the desire or whatever the case may be, the want to, to go after these things in our lives, that we just kind of push it away, that, that we know that, um, that Jesus is the, is the Son of God, that He cares for us, that, that He did everything possible just to let us know the value that we are to Him and tells us every single day whether or not we notice or not. Like, we, we're just waking up in the morning, like, we are blessed to be alive, amen? And so what, what do we do with that? What do we do with that kind of potential that's in our lives? Those types of, the, the, with knowing that, because there's something we gotta do about that, right? I mean, we can't just stand here idle after hearing all of these things and knowing all of these things to be true. We have to act. We've gotta do something with it. But, you know, knowing that we couldn't do it on our own, but through his grace and mercy and his power that, that he took somebody like me, and I'm just talking about myself right now, that he took somebody like me and made me to the person that I am today. Because there's a lot of times, and I guarantee you, I mean, I just look back on my life, and, and I know I'm young, but I look back on my life, and I promise you, four years ago, five years ago, there would have been no way in the world that you would ever say Luke Feeney would be up here preaching a sermon on a Sunday morning to some amazing people. There's just... It just wasn't in my ballpark. But that's the whole thing, is that wasn't my potential, but this is what God has the potential for me for. 
And so we, we have to act. We have to embrace the love that God has shown us to accept it and to tell others about it. We've got to invite people to church. And I'm not saying inviting people to church just because the pastor tells you to. Oh, well, I'm going to do my one good deed for the week, and I guess I'll tell that person at work or at school, hey, uh, you think you can come to church this week? My pastor, he's really been on me about, you know, doing things for the Lord and doing things for church. And, you know, we, we get in this mindset where it's just kind of like a routine. Even if we are going about doing it, you know, it, it's, we're kind of doing it for the wrong reasons. It's just a, oh, yeah, hey, you want to come to church? You know, you see somebody out and they're, they're not doing anything. Yeah, well, I guess you can come to church with me. It's like that one friend that you have that he's always wanting to come over and do something. You're like, man, yeah, I guess, come on over. You know, you're just doing these things for the wrong reasons. And, you know, it's, that's, that's not the reason why we need to be doing it. Because the reason why we need to be doing it is because we couldn't imagine not telling somebody else about this. That once we recognize our potential and the potential that God has for us, that we need to help others recognize their potential in life. Can, can you just, I mean, you think about it this morning. There's probably a hundred, hundred and some people here this morning. Probably got 50 or 60 kids downstairs. And you think of the town in Lebanon. What's the population? Anybody know? How much? 12,000, somewhere around in there, 16,000, in the thousands, right? So a minute spot, and there's probably some other churches. We got a lot of churches here in Lebanon, but you just think for a second, how many of the people that are not in church this morning, how many people don't know the plan that God has for them, the potential that God has for them, what he wants to do through them, what he wants them to know, how much he loves them, how much he cares for them, how much how far he has went beyond any, what any normal being would ever do for somebody else that he sent his son here to die on the cross. Like, don't we want to tell people about that? Then why aren't we? Why aren't we stepping up and stepping into our potential that God has created in us to let the rest of the world know what he wants to do through them? The possibilities are, are absolutely endless. You know, it, it, we could pray with people Tell them, tell them how much we love them, how much we care for them. Write them a note, you know, go to work and, and, and actually care about somebody and ask them about their day. There's, there's not very many people out there that's like that. But that's what God has created in us. The world has tried to push it down and knot it up and close it and chuck it and throw it away. But we've got to take that and revive it. We've got to bring it back. We've got to let people know that we actually care about them. We've got to let people know that, that we're there whenever they need us and, and actually be there for them. Don't just say, yeah, uh, if you need anything, let me know. And then they call and ask you about something. And you're like, yeah, well, I got this going on and doing this. And, you know, it's, it's easy to get busy in this life. But we got to remember that the life that we were given was given to us. That it wasn't something that, that we have full control over, that we just get to decide everything, but we were, we were given this life. It was something that, um, we, that, that God just, I mean, you just think about your life in general. Yeah, there's ups and downs, and there's, there's, but it's a good life, right? Like, you really think about it and, and think about what you've been through and, and what you've overcome and, and, and all of these things. And I mean, it's a good life. 
And so we need to, we need to concentrate on, on those things because the potential is always there. You can't lose it, and its value is immeasurable. So we need to start acting on it and becoming the person that God created us to be. You know, but before we close this morning, there, there's just one, one person that, that I kind of like would like to talk about for just a second. And, it, and it's a kind of about a story of, about a man. And because and, and maybe, you know, you still aren't getting it. Maybe this potential that, that you think that everybody else has that you don't have um, isn't there, that I don't have the abilities to uh, do certain things. Maybe you just think you're a terrible person and that God could never forgive you for the things that you have, you have done, that, that you've been a part of. And I promise you this guy had done worse. He was a terrible person. Terrible. He hated Christians. He hated everything that they stood for. He hated the church. And he, and he didn't just go so far as hating them, but he tried to find ways to, to, to thwart their purpose, to uh, harm them, to keep them from doing what God had called them to do. He would bully them, he, persecutions. He would throw them in prison just for being a Christian. Like, he was just a terrible person. Like, there, if there was one thing that you think that you could never be forgiven for, I guarantee you this guy had done worse. And then one day, he was traveling, he was going down a road, and the light just clicked for him. And, I mean, it just completely overtook him. Like, everything about this man changed. He started to see the way things were actually supposed to be. He recognized his potential, and he started changing. He started accepting what Jesus Christ had came to do on, in his life. That he had died on the cross for his sins. That, that he had a, a purpose and, a, and, a, and the potential to be who God created him to be. And people tried to shut him down. They, they, tried to, they were scared of him still. They, they, they didn't know how to handle it. All of these different things. They, they were like, this guy, this, this Christian persecutor, Christian hater has now turned all of a sudden, now he's a Jesus freak? What's up with this? And, it, and he didn't let that get him down because they weren't the ones that decided his, what his potential was. God did. And so he kept at it. And thank the Lord that he kept at it because he's the reason why we have half this book called the Bible, half the New Testament, because he wrote half of it or who knows how much more. There's some of them in there that, that and his name was Paul. And you think about that, and you think of how one man that decided to go against, that, that could not, but finally stepped into his potential, finally said, God, I'm going to let you do everything that you wanted to do inside of me. And millions have been saved because of it. They're still being saved to this day because we still got this book. And it's amazing what God can do through you. As the song leader and the piano player comes this morning, I just want to, you know, ask you, where, where do you guys see this potential in your own lives? Like, Andy kind of hit it last week and kind of talked about it, and he was talking about how great it would be to see, you know, this church overflowed, to see, you know, baptisms every week, all of these things. And, and it would be, it would be amazing, right? To, to come in here and to just to blow the roof off of this place with worship, to be able to sing and praise God the way that nobody else sings and praises God in this town. And I'm not talking like getting a smoke screen out here and, and having all of this stuff, but just, 
just to praise God, to have people down the road and they're like, do you hear that? Like we're getting noise complaints because we're being too loud in church. We're excited to be here. The potential is there, guys. The potential is there. We can act on it. We can, we can do things. We, we can start seeing this stuff happen. But it's got to start with you. And so I don't know what it's going to take to um, get you to step up and step out, to say that I'm not going to let this stuff bring me down anymore. I'm not going to let this stuff hold us down. That I'm going to concentrate on, on what God has planned for me. That I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start talking to people at work about Jesus Christ. I'm going to start being a, being a better person, just being a light for him. I'm going to start treating my wife better. I'm going to start treating my kids better. I'm just going to start treating everybody better in general. Because God has given us something that, that is absolutely immeasurable to all the riches in the world. He gave us the potential. And so maybe today that's something that we all need to work on. Maybe there's something in your life that's holding you down from that. And just give it to God. Let Him have it. And maybe this morning, that thing that's holding you back is just asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. To truly, not just praying a prayer, but giving your life to Him so that He can use you and, and let you be the potential that you were created to be. You gotta act on it, guys. You gotta give it to Him this morning. Would you stand? Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you this morning and I'm just so thankful.